Okay, so I'm I bought WWE 2K22, the interview for Life Edition, and I'm checking out the entrances. And I just did was it? Let's see. Before I get too far, I did Undertaker 2002, and I did Undertaker WrestleMania 36, and they had the exact same entrance. The only difference is that is the attire for Undertaker, but it's the same exact same entrance and exact same music. Now, I would assume 98 Undertaker and 95 Undertaker will have, would definitely have different music, and today's Undertaker would have different music as well. So I'm going to do today's Undertaker, and let's do 98 Undertaker. And I'll just do Fastlane as a, an arena. I'm not really worried about that. Because I'm not, really, I'm not doing any matches right now. The only thing that I'm doing is checking out these entrances. Because I want to see what they what they look like. And I got, I would say, I, I would say I was let down. I was let down by Undertaker's entrance. Of the motorcycle and... Well, the 2002 and the 36, WrestleMania 36 Undertaker. I was let down by that entrance. And I'm sure you can probably hear it through the microphone that, uh, doing, watching the entrances. I will say that the the characters from WWE 2K20 to WWE 2K22, 2K22 looks so much better, especially for the characters and all that. And they have the Thunderdome, Thunderdome Arena in 2K22. And if you remember from watching WWE during the pandemic, no one was really allowed really to go anywhere and everything was to watch at home. And they have... Wow. I mean, they didn't even like fake... It's hard to explain. They didn't fake the... Looks like they didn't fake the video. The video boards. It looks like real people in the video boards. It's crazy. Yeah, oh, here is your bottle of. That's like yeah. That's like that's really. They took the real life video boards, and put them in the Thunderdome, with like actual live fans. They didn't like make fans in the screen in the screen or nothing. It wasn't. It was like no. It's not like video game fans like you see in other 
in like other arenas for wrestling games. It's the real life video boards, which is crazy. That I did not expect. Yep. So Undertaker 98 and current and today's Undertaker have different entrances, but it's it is the it's the correct entrance for both those characters. So I'm happy to see that. I'm not it's not a letdown for me. So they have a they got a lot of characters in here. And they have one rock, so stuff two. And you got Scott Hall, NWO, and Scott Hall. So if you bought the NWO for Life version of WWE 2K22, you get the oh Tony Storm, but uh, you get the um, you get the NWO versions of X Pac, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and that's what I got was the NW for Life edition, which the NW for Life edition of WWE 2K22 is $120. Now, did I spend $120 on it? Hell no! (laughs) I spent at least $76 on it because with what I love about Xbox is you can you gather points, so and I'm happy to see we have one Billy, one Becky, then it'll be one Charlotte instead of like five or six different versions of them, which I think is just overkill in my opinion. But um, but yeah, I paid seventy six dollars for the game because I have Microsoft points and I've been accumulating points. And I had 67,000 points, so I used 50,000 of them to get a $50, $50 gift card for the Microsoft Store. So when I bought the game, I put $50 of the $50 gift card that I got from the points onto the game and paid rest in my own money. So that's why I came to $76. And you have, I can't believe he's in this, but you have... <laughs> You have Eric Bischoff from NWO. So I'm talking like 96, 97 Eric Bischoff. That's what this is. This is not like today Eric Bischoff. This is 90, 1996, 1997 Eric Bischoff from WCW and the NWO. And you also have uh, Farouk from uh, when he was with the uh, APA. And of course, Goldberg. Um Hollywood Hogan, Hulk Hogan, uh, Io Shirai. Here, let me just go through the whole list. This will take a while, but you know what? Screw it. You have AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alexa Bliss, Alexander Wolf, Andre the Giant, Angel Garza, Angela Darkins, Apollo Cruz, Araya Davari, Asuka. You have Austin Theory, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Beth Phoenix, Bianca Belair, Big Boss Man, Big E. Billy Kay, Bobby Lashley, Booger T, Braun Strowman, Brett the Hitman Hart, B. Brian Kendrick, Brock Lesnar, Cameron Grimes, Candice LeRae, Carmella, Cedric Alexander. I almost said Cedric the Entertainer, but that's Cedric Alexander. 
You have Cesaro. Man, he should have been a world champion. You have Chad Gable, Charlotte Flair, China, Dakota Kai, Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Danny Birch, Dexter Loomis, Diesel, which is another which is another character that uh, Kevin Nash was in his storied career as a professional wrestler. But Diesel is Kevin Nash. Dolph Ziggler, Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre. You have Edge, Elias, Amber Moon, Eric Bischoff, Eric from the Viking Raiders, Farouk, Fabian Eichner. I hope I said your name. Eichner, Fabian Eichner. I hope I said it correctly. Like I said, I apologize if I didn't. You have Fandango, Finn Balor, Goldberg, Grand Metalik, Happy Corbin, Hollywood Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Humberto Carrillo, Io Shirai, Isaiah Roscott, Ivar from the Viking Raiders, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jeff Hardy, Jerry the Keen Lawler, Jay Uso, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal, Joaquin Wild, John Cena, John Morrison, Johnny Gargano, Jordan Devlin, Kalisto, Kane, Karrion Cross, Kaylee Ray, and I hope I can edit. I'm going to edit Karrion Cross's gear because what they did to him was bullshit. You have Keith Lee, Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash NWO, Kevin Owens, Keen Nakamura, Kofi Kingston, Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, Lacey Evans, Lana, Lindsay Dorado, Liv Morgan, Mace, Macho Man Randy Savage, Manny Rose, Mansoor, Marcel Barthol, Maurice Miriam, Mickey James, Mez, Montez Ford, Mr. McMahon, Murphy, Mustafa Ali, MVP, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Nikki ASH, and ASH is almost superhero, Oni Lorcan, Otis, Papa Shango, Pete Dunn, Payne Royce, R-Truth, Randy Orton, Raquel Gonzalez, Raul Mendoza, Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is also known as Scott Hall. Scott Hall was uh, Razor Ramon in at the time WWF before he went to WCW and, and used his real name, Scott Hall. Uh, you got Reckoning, Rey Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Ric Flair, 1988 Ric Flair, Ricochet, Riddle, Road Dog Jesse James, Robert Roode, The Rock, Roderick Strong, Roman Reigns, Roddy Piper, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Santos Escobar, Sasha Banks, Scott Hall, Scott Hall NWO, Seth Rollins, Shane McMahon, Shayna Baszler, Sheamus, Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Shotzi, Slapjack, Sonya Deville, Stephanie McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, 6, T-Bar, Tamina, Ted DiBiase, Tegan Knox, The Demon Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher, Titus O'Neil, Tommaso Ciampa, Tony Storm, Trent Seven, Triple H, Trish Stratus, Tucker, Tyler Bate, Tyler Breeze, Ultimate Warrior, The Undertaker, Undertaker 02, Undertaker 95, Undertaker 98, Undertaker WrestleMania 36, Walter, William Regal, X-Pac, Xavier Woods. That's all of them. So, I'm curious to see. Let's do another entrance here. Let's do... Stone Cold Steve Austin, and let's do uh, Hollywood Hogan. And for shits and giggles, let's do Arena. They got Bash. Okay, yeah, let's do, I'm going to cover Arena's real quick too. 205 Live, Bash at, Bash, at, Bash at the Beach 96, Clash of the Champions 2020, Elimination, Elimination Chamber 2021, Fastlane 2021, Hell in the Soul 2020. Horror Show at Extreme Rules, Main Event 2021. Excuse me. Mix Mix Challenge, Money in the Bank 2021, NXT, NXT TakeOver 31, NXT 
NXT TakeOver in your house. NXT TakeOver 30, NXT Stand and Deliver, NXT UK, NXT Vengeance Day, Payback 2020, Raw Thunderdome, Raw 2020, Raw 2021, Royal Rumble 2021, SmackDown Thunderdome, SmackDown 2020, SmackDown 2021. So in 2020, Raw and SmackDown had their own... Um, had their own arena setups, which I absolutely loved because I really did not like that both shows had the same arena setup. There's no difference to it. Then when they came out of pan- out of the pandemic, they went back to the same arena setup for both shows, which I just I just don't like whatsoever. But then you have Sold Out 97 from WCW, Starcade 96 from WCW, SummerSlam 1988, SummerSlam 2020, Survivor Series 2020, TLC 2020, WCW Monday Nitro. If you're a fan of wrestling and you know the Monday Night Wars, that's where it's from. WrestleMania 37, WrestleMania Backlash. So, that's all the arenas. So, let's do... Shits and giggles. Let's do WCW Monday Nitro Arena. And I'm just doing entrances of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So let's see what that looks like. So I'm going to, I just want to check out this entrance and I'm going to be going into uh, other things in a bit here. It's got more of that. The Austin music has more of the older tone to it. But it also has that newer tone, newer tune to it also. So it's got, they got like a good mixture of it, which I absolutely love. And if you haven't seen uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's response to Kevin Owens, it is on YouTube. It is worth the watch. It is absolutely great. For a long time, all you saw to see was um, Stone Cold be just Steve Austin. He wasn't the full-fledged Stone Cold that like we all knew and like basically myself grew up with when I watched him in the mid '90s. But when you watch that video, he is full-fledged Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, so now that's this is Hollywood Hulk Hogan's entrance. It actually looks really good, too. Uh, let's see if it... It actually looks... Re- like I said, it looks really good. I mean, they use the same template from Hulk Hogan for Harleywood Hulk Hogan. Which isn't to me is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, he doesn't. They didn't do the air guitar, which I'm surprised. Because usually when Hulk Hollywood Hulk Hogan came out and when he was in WCW, you hear that guitar riff, and that that was uh, that, that was a guitar riff he always did. That's good. Hang on. Okay. Go back to the main menu, but that's a little cover of WWE 2K22. I'll be I'm gonna start streaming it on play tomorrow. I'll start streaming it, but um. Yeah, I I was up I was up Sunday night watching uh watching AEW Revolution. I was up to at least eleven o'clock watching it. But AEW AEW puts on a great great pay per view. I mean I was I was absolutely I was absolutely loving it from beginning to finish. I wasn't finding myself getting bored, I wasn't finding myself like when this match ended already, you know, I was in for it. I was really, I was paying attention to it. Um, I was just surprised. I was surprised that no, no title change at, at all that night for uh, Revolution. Every champion that was defending their championship, they retained. They didn't lose at all. But these are some of the matches you had. Uh, on the kickoff show, you had Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander, and you had Hook versus QT Marshall. Layla Hirsch and Chris, Chris Statlander are, are female uh, AEW wrestlers, and they they put on a good match. They It was definitely a hard-hitting match. I was definitely, like I said, I was into it. They were going back and forth the whole time. I couldn't, I couldn't find, for me, I couldn't find one thing wrong with it. But then with Hook and QT Marshall, Hook is, for people that don't know, Hook is Taz's son. And Taz was a um, member of the ECW roster in the like the mid mid nineties. Then when ECW was getting bought out by WWE or well actually it would be WWF at the time, but then he became a WWE superstar. But unfortunately for Taz he got I forgot what happened, but he got he got hurt and couldn't wrestle anymore, so he went to commentary. And if you never heard Taz on on uh, commentary, you really need to listen to Taz on commentary because he's always done a really good job with it and explains things that go on in a match. And the way he explains it makes really makes real good sense to people who don't watch wrestling that often. But like I said, Hook is Hook is Taz's son, and he went up against QT Marshall. I mean, it was a good. It was a good back and forth match. 
I mean, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, and um, and uh, oh, hooks uh, hooks the mission that he put on that he puts on his opponents is called the Red Rum, which is another. Well, I would say another, but it is um, it is his dad's submission that he used, but. When his when Taz was using it, it was the Taz mission. Now with Hook using it, he calls it the Red Rum. So, but I'm happy that it it gets like goes from father to son. So it's still like in kind of like in the family thing. But the other, um, the other uh, buy-in match. Well, the buy-in is before the actual pay-per-view starts. Was House of Black versus Death Triangle. So you had um, Brody King, Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews was Buddy Murphy when he was in WWE. And you had Malachi Black. And Malachi Black was Aleister Black when he was with the WWE. And he they went up against, like I said, Death Triangle. So it's Penta, Escuro, um, Pac, and um, Eric Redbeard. And Eric Redbeard was Eric Rowan. When he's with WWE, and for that six man, that six man went went really good. It's not too often you see six man tags go go that well because sometimes it can get messy and can go like all over the place. But it was a good match. Um, Malachi Black hit Redbeard with uh, spray like mist in his face, so it kind of blinded him. Then uh, Brody King had kind of like a like a pile driver, and they all really they basically House of Black hit all their moves on on Eric Redbeard, so that's why Death Triangle lost the match. Then the start of the PBU you had Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Um, it was a good back and forth match. It's not the type of match that you usually see come out of Chris Jericho because it's a different um different style for him. A different style for him to wrestle. So for him to go do go into a different style, and that's really Eddie Kingston's style. But it was definitely it was definitely a, a, a brutal match. And I couldn't. I couldn't find anything wrong with this match either. I mean, some spots were maybe off a little bit, but it was it was hard hitting, back and forth. I'd say that a lot of poke <laughs> they poked her poked each other in the eye a lot, but but Eddie Kingston won that one, and I'm happy for him. You know, I'm not going to cover all these matches. Um, really? Okay. There, there, if I don't know if you guys watched my my live stream of. Well, I didn't stream in live, but I streamed on uh, Twitch of me watching the uh, pay per view. And. I said from the beginning, before this match started, that this will be a very 
brutal and bloody match. Even before the bell rang, I knew it was going to be bloody and brutal. Because you had CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. And for people... Okay. if For people that don't know what a dog collar match is, you have... You have opponent A and opponent B in the ring. And they're basically tied together with a dot with a dog collar around each other's neck and a long chain from corner to corner of the ring. So they're standing in the ring with a dog collar around their neck and that's tied to a chain. So you can use the chain hitting them in the back. You can you can hit him and hit him, hit them with uh, with your knee with a chain wrapped around it. You can hit him, punch him in the face with the chain wrapped wrapped around your hand. Both CM Punk and MGF were bleeding in this match. It went back and forth, and MGF did get a little get a little cocky because he told the told the fan, well, told uh, CM Punk to tell the crowd that. Then to tell uh, Punk, to, he wanted, he basically wanted Punk to tell the crowd to quit. And Punk being Punk, and how he talks, he told uh, MGF to basically go fuck himself. And then, then there's a spot in the match which one person I saw on Facebook get a little. On a Facebook group chat that I'm in, said, "Oh, Suplex could have been better. It could have, but you know what? For what they're for what they've been going through in that match, I'm not worried about a I'm not worried about a Suplex off off the corner. I'm really not. But MJF hit a Suplex on CM Punk into thumbtacks. And no, it's not like th- like like small th- plastic thumb maybe thumbtacks you see or." Anything. This is a legit metal thumbtacks on a mat where your body is up in the air on a on a turnbuckle, and the turnbuckle is in the corner, and you're basically, I'd say maybe 10, 15 feet in the air from a suplex, and you're coming down, and you're basically landing in thumbtacks, and pretty much. Both of them went in the thumbtacks because the thumbtacks is everywhere in the rain. So there's not one spot where one person's going to land safely, safely while the other one that's taking the move of the suplex hits the thumbtacks. Both of them are going to hit it. So, so that's going to happen. But we had MGF call for Wardlow to come down and help him because MGF was asking Wardlow to give him the... Um, dynamite ring, and a dynamite ring is it's a it's jewelry that you wear on your hand, and it's pretty much like a ro- like they do like a uh, battle royal to see who can who who gets crowned. Do no, no, they do a battle royal to the last two, then they do a match one on one to see who takes possession of the dynamite uh, dynamite diamond ring. And MGF was asking Warlow for it. Then Warlow was like going to each pocket and basically 
pretending that he can't find like he didn't bring the we bring the ring with him. He was pretending. And you know. Basically basically telling like I'm Jeff, I can't find the ring. So while all that's happening, CM Punk hits him with the go to sleep, which basically you have you have a guy on your shoulders, lift him up lift him up and forward and raise your knee up so your knee basically hits him in the chin. That's basically what a go to sleep is. And as Punk is looking Punk's on the mat looking at Wardlow, Wardlow's like, Oh he he's like, Oh now I found the rain. He pulls the rain out and he puts it on the mat, looking at Punk. They didn't say a word to each other. And all you see is Warlow nod his head, like, here you go. And he left it on the ring for Punk to use on MGF. And that's how the match ended. But, like I said, I knew from, I knew from the beginning of that match how brutal and hard-hitting it was going to be. And I was telling everyone to prepare themselves. And I, I'm happy I wasn't wrong. But, holy shit. Oh, and before, before I forget, I don't know if you, anybody heard, but Tony Khan bought Reign of Honor Wrestling. And Reign of Honor Wrestling is an, was a, is an, well, was an indie promotion. Okay, I did not re- <laughs> I didn't realize my recording stopped at 30 minutes. And I probably went on for another, say, another 15, 20 minutes, give or take. Great. <laughs> so, um, I don't know where I, I think, I, okay, I left off with MJF and the whole CM Punk match. But to go back to what I talked about for another 15, 20 minutes, um, CM Punk's entrance at Revolution was his old theme song from Reign of Honor and his gear was inspired from when he was in Reign of Honor because Tony Khan bought Reign of Honor Wrestling and Reign of Honor Wrestling was a indie promotion for for wrestlers that are just starting out in the business who are able to learn basically from the ground up professional wrestling before they went to like Impact Wrestling, AEW, or WWE. So when Ring of Honor had their last pay-per-view uh, final battle, that was basically it for Ring of Honor because they were going to go on a hiatus. And when it came back, who knew? Who knows when it was actually going to come back? But who knew when it was going to come back? But at uh, last week's NW uh, show, Tony Khan bought Reign of Honor Wrestling. So with Tony Khan buying Reign of Honor, he owns pretty, pretty much everything that is, he owns everything related to Reign of Honor. So that's why you were able to have Punk come out to his old old theme music from Ring of Honor 
So, and with with Rain of with Tony Khan owning Rain of Honor, you had, and like I said, with Rain of Honor's final battle, the last really last show that Rain of Honor put on, you had um, FTR attack the Briscoes in a final battle, and Briscoes and FTR have been going back and forth on Twitter, but we haven't actually seen them get in the ring yet. And then you had the uh, Briscoes and the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, Matt and Jeff Hardy, and the Briscoes going back and forth talking trash to each other on Twitter. But they're having a match on, I think it's March 19th or March 26th at a at a smaller wrestling promotion. Which I am, don't get me wrong. Even though I said a smaller wrestling promotion, I am super happy for that wrestling promotion because for them it is uh, for them it's nothing but money for them, especially having those big names there between the Briscoes and Hardys. Hardys are worth a lot of money. Briscoes are worth definitely a lot of money because they basically built, they're actually in Reign of Honor and basically grew up in Reign of Honor and made a big name for themselves within Reign of Honor. So I'm hoping at some point that Tony Khan, with buying Reign of Honor, puts the Briscoes, brings, brings the Briscoes, I'm, I'm excited, so that's why I'm talking like this. But Tony Khan brings in the Briscoes. And at some point, have the Briscoes against the Hardys on either a, a big pay-per-view or on one of their TV, TV deals that they hopefully get. And the Briscoes and FTR, and like I said, a Reign of Honor pay-per-view or when uh, uh, if they get a... Well, not when they get a Reign of Honor TV deal to have Reign of Honor, to have the Briscoes and FTR go back and have an actual match. Because that's going to get way more eyeballs on the product. And that's what I'm hoping for. And to cut away from AEW for a second, I haven't watched a lot of WWE product. I really haven't. Um, I just, for me, I've been falling out with it. It doesn't, it doesn't captivate me, captivate me, captivate me like, um, it doesn't captivate me like AEW does right now. And that's no fault to, uh, that's no fault to WWE. It's just what you're putting out as a product. It just doesn't, doesn't do nothing for me. I'm sorry, I'm trying to... Doing something on WTK22, sorry about that. But, yeah, I just haven't been really captivated by WWE's product right now that they're putting out. WrestleMania comes 
comes around April 2nd and April 3rd. It's two nights. It's in Dallas, Texas. I, w- I will be watching WrestleMania on the 2nd and the 3rd of April. It's WrestleMania. you got to watch it. Because you have Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. And they're having a title unification for the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. So this will be a big money... Well, I shouldn't say money. This will be a big match for WWE for WrestleMania. Let's see. Let's look at the card so far. But yeah, with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar facing off for a title unification. So that means it'll be one it'll be one championship. So you won't have by right it should be one championship because it's a unification championship. So you won't have a universal championship and a WWE championship anymore. It'll be down to one championship. Then you got the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey. Which Charlotte and Ronda are really two big names in wrestling. Ronda was in WWE for a year. Did a lot in that year, I will say. And Charlotte's been there since 2013, 2014. Somewhere around there. Charlotte's been there, but... But uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are... The main event of night two, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey are the main event main event of night one. So that shows you how big this, these two matches are that they're being the main event. Then you got Becky Lynch against uh, Bianca Belair for the Raw Raw Women's Championship, and Becky Lynch is the champion. Bianca Belair is the is the opponent, and I. And, I know they're trying to bring trying to bring celebrities trying to bring celebrities in to hype up the trying to hype up WrestleMania. But you have the Miz and Logan Paul against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. And for people who really don't watch Logan Paul, he he doesn't he's not Logan Paul's not even a real boxer. He's having exhibition matches with 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 like UFC fighters and all that, but he's not. You know, Logan Paul's not even a real boxer. I'm sure if he faced a real boxer, he would get killed. But then you have Edge versus Edge versus AJ Styles, which I think that's going to be a great match. AJ Styles and Edge have been wrestling for years. But they never really, Edge and H Styles never really faced off against each other. So that's going to be a big match for WrestleMania. One that's really not so big is Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Naomi and Sasha Banks for the Women's Take Team Championship. That's not, I shouldn't say it's not a big match. I mean, it's big to be on WrestleMania, but for a match for people to actually, to be like, Trying to think of the word to be intrigued in or to be, um, 
to be kind of like motivated to watch, be like, I need to see this match. It's not, it's not one of those, I'm sorry, but it's not one of those matches. Uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, same thing. I mean, they've been, and I guess they've been going back and forth for months. So, see what happens. Like I said, this for me, this match, now one, I got to be like, ooh, I got to see that match because it's Drew McIntyre and it's Happy Corbin. I'm sure Drew McIntyre is probably going to win, so it's not really going to be be a big deal for for this match out of WrestleMania. One I'm probably going to be really interested in, well, not say really interested, but definitely interested in, is Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. And for people who don't know Pat, who Pat McAfee is, Pat McAfee was a former punter for the Indianapolis Colts and the NFL. And Pat McAfee has been in, in NXT. He feuded with Adam Cole for a while. Um, he wrestled. He actually wrestled NXT. He had a singles match with Adam Cole. Then he was in a four-on-four four four situation in a War Games match. So Pat McAfee knows what to do in a wrestling ring. He's not one of those one of those celebrities who's like, hey, let me get in a wrestling ring and try to do it. Pat McAfee actually learned everything. He trained hard for it. So, so it's going to be good. So I'm interested to see how how Pat McAfee is going to do doing this match because he got offered. He had Vince McMahon on his radio show, and Vince McMahon offered him a match at WrestleMania with uh, with an opponent. So. And that opponent's also in theory. So we'll see what happens with that match. And you got... Like I said, I know they're trying to bring celebrities uh, in to hype up WrestleMania. But Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I mean, seriously. It's... It's it's a celebrity match. I don't think it doesn't. You can tell by the way I'm talking. It doesn't do much for me. It really doesn't. And I'm sorry to say it that way, but it does. And and you have a you have a, a United States Championship match with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So. Finn Balor went on uh, hiatus for a while. Then he came. When he returned, he returned to NXT with a new, kind of like with a new persona of Finn Balor. And he hasn't really, since coming back to the main roster, he hasn't really done much on like SmackDown or Raw. So to see him with a championship. Like the United States Championship to actually, well, and actually to be able, be able to hold a championship is, for me, awesome because I've always been a fan of Finn Balor f- since he was in NXT. So, 
I'm happy for Finn, and hopefully he still retains it. That'll be that's a that'll be a match that I would want to watch, because Finn Balor is a great wrestler. Damian Priest is a is a good wrestler, so I'm interested to see what happens with that. But what I'm really going to be interested in for a for this WrestleMania, I know I talked about the match with. Um, Edge and AJ, or the uh, or the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar Unification Championship match, which oh. which is awesome because that's gonna be a great match. Everyone is gonna be excited for that. But if you haven't. I watched Monday Night Raw and they and Kevin Owens said I'm not going to be I don't have an opponent for Wrestlemania. So he's like So Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens said I know what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to I'll be right back. Okay, so what's got me hyped for WrestleMania is on Monday Night Raw, you had Kevin Owens basically out in the rain saying he doesn't have an opponent for WrestleMania. So what I'm going to, he said, I'm thinking of a way how to make, how to have something big at WrestleMania. He's like, I'm going to have the most stupendous KO show in history. And he's like, who can I have as a guest on the KO show? And he's like, since WrestleMania is going to be in Texas, and he's and basically, he started talking down Texas in the way Texas is. He's like, I could have JBL, what he called JBL Blowhard. And he said, you can have a better interview with JBL's uh, horns that JBL had on his limo. So, JBL's out of the picture. He could have Booker T, because Booker T is, Booker T is from Texas. He is from Houston, I believe he's from Houston, Texas. But, Kevin Owens said about Booker T that he was in a long-time tag team called Harlem Heat. But, Harlem's not in Texas. Harlem's in New York. So that's why, and uh, oh, and he had a goofy, uh, Keen Booker. He had a goofy Keen Booker gimmick where he had a horrible British accent. So Kevin Owens said, "Well, I'm not having you either." Then he goes. Then Kevin Owens gets to um, Shawn Michaels. He's like, he's like, he's like, Shawn is the best to ever do it. He's the greatest. But he's like, Sean, I'm Canadian. It would be kind of dumb for me to have you on the KO show. And he said, with all due, with all due, uh, due, uh, all due respect to Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, you're not on the show either. Then he gets to Austin. He gets Austin. He's talking about how 
Here, hang on. We're going to do something real quick here. Okay, there he's talking about Shawn Michaels. The perfect guest. And that right there, drinking beer all day and all night, like the redneck, redneck that he is, you heard the crowd. The crowd knew where he was going with it. When you see something like that, especially when you talk about a beer drinker, when you're in W, when you watch WWE for years, and you hear, you just hear someone called a beer drinker in WWE. Really, almost automatically, it goes straight to Stone Cold Steve Austin, every time. It don't matter. And Steve was so shocked that when he was in WWE, he needed to wear knee braces just to get through his matches. So if he accepts my invitation, what's he gonna need now to get down that ramp? A walker? It's a long ramp. And that's also another fact because Stone Cold had a. He was in a match with Owen Hart, and his head was a little too low for a certain move that Owen Hart was doing. And basically, Stone Cold's neck broke. So he had to go get a disc fusion and all that. And over the years, over the years, his really his knees started started to like kind of starting to hurt him and all that. So that's why he wore knee. That's why he always saw Stone Cold in like knee braces when he wrestled. It's because of that. And I don't think you have the guts to show up. But the bottom line is I am calling you out. Stone Cold Steve Austin! Okay, so you you heard that. You hear the crowd pop. Because... When you see a name like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're going to get a pop all the time. This man hasn't wrestled in 19 years. Since WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania 19. Yeah, 19. So straight 19 years. Hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania 19 when he faced Rock. But he hasn't wrestled in 19 years. And when Kevin Owens said he doesn't come around often, he really doesn't. Because, he's, like I said, he's been retired since he hasn't wrestled in 19 years. But they they had him come back as, like, a general manager or come back as a special guest referee or just to make a, just make an appearance on, like, a Raw or just to have, like, a segment, segment on, a, on a Raw with Mr. McMahon. 
but but every time he came back, or even on, or even a segment with uh, he did a segment when we were in the pandemic, he came back when uh, Raw was on a on a on a March sixteenth day. He came back, but but it don't matter. Every time he comes back, when you hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's music and you hear that glass break, every fan is on their feet automatically. The Rock gets that, Undertaker gets that, but the pops that, and the pop is a noise a crowd makes when like a certain like when certain music comes on. Not a lot of wrestlers today get a Stone Cold pop. Punk to a hand, I would say, because Punk has. The Cult of Personality song by Living Color. So that gets a certain pop when he comes out. But Stone Cold Stone Cold's popular popularity with people has always been high and above than really any other wrestler. Because when Stone Cold was wrestling in the mid nineties, okay? When Soko's wrestling in the mid-90s, no one else had people loving him more than the casual, than wrestling fans and casual viewers. Because in the mid-90s, Stone Cold was able to do, able to do like two to three things. And this is off the top of my head. He was able to flip people off, not get in trouble for it. He was able to punch his boss in the mouth not get in trouble for it, and drink a shitload of beer every time he got done with a match. Or every time he got done, almost every time he got done with a segment, he was drinking a lot of beer. Those three things, well, and, and having your boss, having his boss as basically your arch nemesis, Got a lot of people behind him, and oh, and the, and the fifth one is having the best. To me, it's the best finisher out of anybody. This is Stone Cold Stunner. My my opinion. I don't care what anybody thinks, but best finisher hands down. But Stone Cold did respond to Kevin Owens. He got released today on WWE's Instagram page. I don't have Instagram. Oh, actually, I do have an Instagram, but I'm really, I'm barely on it. I should be on it more. But I'm gonna play play the response from from Stone Cold to Kevin Owens. So here it is. Okay, I accidentally hit a button and it stopped recording. I apologize for that, but this is the uh, response from Stone Cold Steve Austin to Kevin Owens to show up at WrestleMania. 19 years ago, I wrestled my last match in a WWE ring. After three rock bottoms, one, two, three, I lost the match. And for 19 years, I've had to live with that defeat, 
knowing my time was up. Kevin Owens, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking something up deep inside me that I've kept buried for 19 years. Ever since you started running that damn Mealy Mouth of yours, talking about the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, you got my attention. Okay, I know I'm pausing it, but I will play the rest. But when you hear Stone Cold Steve Austin say you're running that Mealy Mouth of yours, you know he's pissed. That's a clear indicator that you have pissed off Stone Cold Steve Austin. And basically, you fucked up. And you shouldn't have done that. Kevin, 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 Kevin. I'd say I'll pray for you, Kevin, but the only thing I have would have for you, for you I ain't going to pray for you, but I will have a beer for you. So good luck. All right. So that was Stone Cold's response to Kevin Owens. To people who haven't watched almost any wrestling or haven't watched wrestling in a long time, that man has now lost his edge on a promo because I'm sitting here smiling and and I got chills just listening to that that's like the fourth or fifth time I've listened to that now and it's pretty, and it's only like a two minute two minute video of him responding to Kevin Owens but I grew up I was born in 92 and I grew up watching Stone Cold Steve Austin in the mid 90s and late 90s I watched him so to see this And for him to say Kevin Owens is a mealy mouth and he's one dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin is back at Kevin Owens. You fucked up. That was it. You fucked up. Okay, I know this has been a heavy, heavy, heavy uh podcast just really around wrestling I will be doing another one probably I'd say definitely tomorrow I'll be recording another episode of the podcast of uh, Domcast for you guys Um, I'll, I'm going to be talking about the Batman so when you see the description of the Batman for my next episode. If you've seen the movie, listen to it. If not,
do not listen to the podcast because I will be talking so much of the Batman. You are not going to want to listen to it because it will be spoiler heavy. Avoid it at all costs. And I'm trying not to get into politics on the podcast, but what's going what is going on in the world right now? I'm probably I'm probably better off just saying fuck it and talk about it at this point. Because Well, I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna get into all that right now. I'll see that see that for another episode of the podcast. And if you guys say, hey, don't talk politics, I won't get into it. But I'm doing it to get my point of view across, just to let it all out because a lot of shit is just messed up right now. But like I said, this one was very rustling heavy. And I did not mean to do that for you guys for this episode, but like I said, the next one will be very, uh, very the Batman heavy of the movie. Then the one after that will probably it'll be uh, more of a political. Um, I want well actually I want to say political. I'd say what's going on in the world right now, as in my point of view. If it sounds if it sounds political, I apologize, but it's just my point of view. Just getting it out there for, just getting it out there. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode. There'll be more coming out this week. See ya. Mm-hmm.